the text that calls for our attention this Christmas morning comes to us from the prophet Isaiah chapter 52, and especially this verse. The Lord has bared his holy arm before all the eyes of the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you only know one pro wrestler, and now I don't know why you wouldn't know a lot of pro wrestlers, but if you only knew one, it's probably Hulk Hogan that you know. After all, he was one of the biggest stars in pop culture in the 1980s. He was not only wrestling in the squared circle, but he was advertising products. He was starring in movies. He was appearing on talk shows. And while he was famous for many things, the thing he was most known for were his massive biceps. Everywhere he went, he went around talking about his 24-inch pythons his own measured nickname for his well-sculpted arms. And everywhere he went, those arms, they were on display. His arms were bare before the world. It was as if he knew nothing of shirts with sleeves. Why did Hulk Hogan always show those massive arms? Well, he did it to show his power to show his might. He wanted to show that he was always ready for battle. He wanted to make it clear that he was a warrior. After all, warriors of all ages, we are told, have often bared their arms when they prepared to go into battle. Besides allowing for more movement of the arms, it also was a literal show of force. In our text for today, the prophet Isaiah says, The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. That biblical phrase, the Lord bears his holy arm, speaks in the Bible also of God being a warrior, of him being ready for battle. You see, God repeatedly brought salvation to Israel by leading his warriors in war against the unbelieving nations that surrounded her. He removed the nations in order that his people could go in and live in the promised land. And he had did time and time again use force when people rebelled against him for long times. But know this, God does not always bring salvation by force. In fact, we might say that is truly the exception. But he does always bring salvation by bearing his arms. It's just that that phrase can take on a whole different meaning. Like today. Like today as we celebrate our Lord's birth in Bethlehem. The prophet Isaiah spoke about the Lord bearing his arms. 
And that text was chosen for good reason to be read on Christmas morning. For indeed, that text talks all about how God was going to come and he was going to make his salvation visible to all nations. What other event could be said to do that other than the birth of Christ our Lord? Yes, with the beginning of the birth of Jesus, the whole world begins to see the salvation of our God. To switch the imagery a little bit and use the light imagery of our gospel reading, the light of the world began to flicker there inside the manger and has only grown in strength since. It will show the full strength on its last day when all the nations will acknowledge God and the salvation he has worked for all those who place their trust in him. But yes, at Bethlehem already, God bared his holy arm. Think for a moment about the arms that were bared in Bethlehem. They could in no way be said to be 24-inch pythons of chiseled muscle ready to go to war. Instead, the arms bared there were more like six-inch worms filled with baby fat. Could this really be how God would bring salvation to all the ends of the earth? Yes, those tiny, bare, undefined arms were the way that God would bring salvation. I think it always seems a little odd to us when God does things in small ways. We always think that when God does bear his arm, it should be rather spectacular. You can even tell it sometimes by how we celebrate Christmas. We sort of want to make Christmas even bigger in one sense than it is. We add bright lights and big trees. We put up shiny decorations and sing the most festive of carols. We deck the halls and we ring the bells. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing inherently wrong with any of that. But sometimes I wonder if it does overshadow the fact of how simple the Christmas event itself really was. How little attention it would have drawn to itself had not the angels went out and sang to the shepherds. But you know, this is always a struggle that we have with God. Truth be told, we would like him to bear his arm in bold and spectacular ways. And yet he often brings us his salvation and help in ways that are much simpler, yet just as precious. Oh, we might want wondrous healings of terminal diseases, and yet many times when he gives us his family and friends and pastors to usher us to himself instead. We want his voice to thunder out from the heavens with an intimidating tone that everyone must take heed of. But instead he speaks his word to us most often through pastors who can easily stumble over those words. 
We think the best stories of conversion to the Christian faith are those ones of people that ran with the devil for years. And only in a matter of terrible consequence and tragedy turned to Jesus and gave their life to him. But the truth is, most often, God brings faith when a tiny baby is brought forward and water and the word are splashed silently onto their head. God keeps faith alive when wheat and water are pressed into a tiny wafer that sticks on our tongue until it is released by that sip of alcohol, which is not even special enough to be mentioned in the wine connoisseur magazines. Again, it's very simple how God works. He works in these simple ways, and yet he reminds us that he is doing great things. When we take that bread and wine again today, we are reminded that his very body and blood are present. And when we look into the manger and see those tiny arms, we are reminded that God is bringing salvation to all nations. Today, we might be tempted to want the spectacular, even to adorn this day itself. But yet we rejoice in the simplicity of Christmas. We rejoice as that Gloria and Excelsis returns, that song that's so familiar, and yet hopefully on this day should make us realize that we get a chance to sing with the angels on Christmas morning. The simple gospel procession to the middle of the church reminds us of the deep truth that Jesus came and dwelt right where we live. Yes, God comes to us today just as simply as he did on Christmas Day. Oh, to be sure, on the last day when Jesus comes, it will be glorious. And that light that now flickers in the manger will shine with a brightness that no one has ever seen. But until that day, we rejoice in that simple and humble way that God works salvation in this world. For as we look into the nativity today, we see a tiny baby in the hands of a young virgin girl engaged to a man who is not the child's father, being born in a manger where the animals are kept because there were no rooms left for guests in that little town of Bethlehem. In one way, there's nothing grand about the story at all, much to the contrary. Except there is one grand thing going on. God is bearing his holy arm in order that the whole world might see his salvation. Isaiah reminds us that this event is so simple that it doesn't just draw attention by itself. So how is the good news about Christmas or it's supposed to get out to all these nations who are supposed to see it? Well, in simple ways also, through Christ's church. Or to put it a little more simply, it's spread every time one set of feet that are connected to eyes that have seen the salvation of Christ, run and tell someone who has not seen it yet. It's been going on ever since those first days 
of Jesus' birth, feet carrying the good news of Jesus. They have been running ever since Christmas morning. Oh, the shepherds were some of the first, but every Christian is given that message to carry on their feet to others. And the church always sends out people with that gospel message to share as their full-time jobs as well. The church sends pastors and evangelists in order that the world might see God's salvation. And when the good news of Christmas is shared, it's beautiful. Light spreads. But when it is not, the world remains unnecessarily dark. The glory of the Lord that is wrapped up in human flesh does not shine as it should if we do not carry the good news with us. And so today, let us renew our call to be supporters of any work we can that helps get the message out to the whole world. Let us repent of the times when we have not run with our feet to tell others what we know. For we know that God wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to know about that time when he came in Bethlehem and bared his tiny arms. So look past all the things that we do to mark his birth and stare right into the nativity today. His arm is bared, covered with human flesh. He has come to save you and to save all. So now that you have seen his salvation in the stable, now shuffle your feet towards someone who has not seen this salvation. Bring the light of Jesus to them. Show them the baby in the manger. For the word has become flesh and dwells among us. We have seen the glory of God full of grace and truth. He has bared his tiny arms and we are saved. Amen.